Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And today's episode has been one of our most requested topics to date. That's right, Best Buds. Strap on in and start believing in the power of friendship. We are kicking off Shonen Month with our Best Boys Explainer on all things Shonen. But before we begin our journey to be the strongest ever podcasters, let's dive into a little news. Uh, But first, Dan. Justin. Dan. Justin. What's your bright spot today? Wrong podcast. I love you. But I'm glad you asked, best boy Justin. I'm super excited for Hot Yaru Spring. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. I'm in. I just, it's more to the point that Gyarus are in right now. Gyarus have been in for a while, but yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just enjoying the wave. I think it, it's just particularly funny because it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. They've been in the scene for a while, yeah. but not. Do you care to explain what a Gyaru is to those who don't know? Yeah, so Gyaru is kind of, um, it's kind of like a fashion subset in Japan of, uh, like, women's fashion that is very highly influenced by, like, late 90s, early 2000s American fashion, but it's, like, accentuated to an incredibly high degree. So it's, like, blonde, like, hair-dyed blonde, very long uh, painted nails or, like, um, like what do you call them? The acrylic nails, mm-hmm. um, you know, short skirts, like, you know, unbuttoned shirts. Very a lot tan. Of, lo- very tan, lots of tan. There's actually a, a subset of Gyaru called Ganguro, which is, like... Oh overly like you've seen pictures of this for sure like where the the it's almost like blackface level yeah, fake yeah, tan yeah. with the very bright uh, lipstick and eyeshadow um in komi they have one of those characters yes they do one of my favorite characters yeah in Komi, she's great. actually um but yeah so gyaru it's kind of like it's almost it, it so for those of you who know what a yankee is a yankee is like the delinquent version of a gyaru a gyaru isn't necessarily a delinquent it's more of a style choice mm-hmm. um but yeah, there's a lot of Gyaru shows out right now, which makes sense because... Nagatoro was one. Yeah. Um, My, My Dress, Dress Up, Up Darling. Darling. Um, but like Gyaru manga is actually really big right now too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, know, I've any, got a whole any list recommendations? of... Any recommendations? Oh, I've got tons, dude. <laughs> tons. Um, one, two that I really like... Question. Do you have any Gyarus with either fangs or shark teeth? Fangs or shark teeth specifically? Um, yes, actually. Um, <laughs> please go home, Akutsu-san. Uh, she's got a fang. I okay. Believe. Yes. Um, and that's a good one. That's one of the ones I was going to recommend anyway. Um, the other one that I've been reading that I really like is Yancha Gal and Ju-san. Okay. Um, those are both pretty good Yaru manga, if you guys are interested. Very cool. Yeah, I, I just, I thought, especially with uh, my Dress Up Darling being so big uh, yeah. this season that it was, you know, I was just going to call attention to to what Gyaros were and, and yeah. just point out how big they've become. Well, I mean, one, one of the things that makes Gyaro manga and anime so good is that it's kind of a gap moe. Do you know what gap moe is? No. So gap moe is kind of like when you have a character who looks a certain way 
but they actually are different. So like when you have a delinquent who turns out to be just really kind and nice, or like when you have like a nerd uh, who turns like, out to be kind of an like, idiot. Uh, Biscuit Kruger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically, Gyaru uh, stories have a really good opportunity for um, for Gap Moe because like the the way they dress is kind of like looked down upon in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get people make who make assumptions about them, and then they you know they turn out to be different. So like for a lot of times they'll be like, oh, she's a gyaru, she's really dumb, but she's actually, like, really smart or really kind and, like, helps out in the neighborhood and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why gyaru manga and anime um, is so uh, interesting and compelling because Gat yeah. Moe is a thing that people are into. Yeah, I can see why. So one of the things that I've been really into lately um, is uh, Slow Loop. So um, for those of you who don't know, Slow Loop is the fly fishing anime that is currently running on Funimation. Uh, it's really great, really cute, nice and fluffy. But the reason it's on, the reason I wanted to talk about it today was because I actually came up with like a fan fiction about it in my head. Okay. Uh, I was like hanging out on the couch. <clears throat> I was, I had consumed various intoxicants and um, I was just thinking like, like after the episode ended, I was like, ah, I wonder what they would do in the future. And I came up with a whole spinoff of them as adults. Oh yeah. So basically <laughs> here it, here it goes. Um, basically it takes place in the future. Um, you know, cause these girls, they're like stepsisters, right? So they kind of, they grow apart a little bit. They have their own lives and like, they kind of just don't talk as often as they used to. They don't see each other very often. Um, the, the, the kind of the, the girl with the pigtails, the more outgoing one, the one who, uh, who meets the shy fishing girl, she ends up being a travel and food reporter. Okay. Um, and the the like the serious fly fishing girl, she ends up joining the Japanese Coast Guard. Okay. And so like they're kind of they're they're away does, from each other. All does the time. this involve you marrying both of them? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Basically, and it's just like they they each independently decide to go on like a, just like a fishing trip for old time's sake, and they meet up, and they're like, oh, we we like to fish, and they it's a story of them growing closer to get together as adults. And then they, you know... I'd watch that movie. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think that that'd be fun. Uh, do you remember what I said to you when you texted me about having this idea? No, I don't, but I, I think <laughs> it was probably horrible. I said, oh, uh, is it where they uh, commandeer mechs and then go fight on Ukraine's front oh, lines? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I would also watch that show. Hell yeah. Glory to Ukraine. Yes, Slava Ukraine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, next up, the, the other thing I want to talk about... Because I had this thought also while I was on my couch watching anime, having consumed various intoxicants, is um, I realized this as I was watching the show, and I like I kind of like as soon as it hit me, I shouted it to everyone in the room. Girls Frontline, the Gun Girls anime that mm. we have after the you know the the gotcha game of the same name, uh, that show passes the Bechtel test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do the do female characters talk to each other about things that have nothing to do with men very frequently, and they're all named. Interesting. So you know, one of the one of the the kind of I don't want to say dumbest, but one of the like easiest to write off like shows <laughs> one of, of the this most season. Forwardly feminist. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it passes the Bechtel test. I don't know whether that says something good about the show or like. Maybe that there's something lacking what's, about the Bechdel what's test. What's more uh, empowering to women than anthropomorphizing guns as females? Well, I was going to say what's more empowering to women than guns, but, you know. Guns are pretty empowering to, to arm women. Arm the women. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 
Um, we are going to close out our little banter section today with a, an installment of the pack. I'm so which, excited! For those of you, those of you astute listeners will know, but some of you maybe haven't listened to the to that episode or just haven't tuned in in a while, or are new listeners. Welcome. It's Come a few in. episodes. Um, uh, Best Boy Dan and I have a pact wherein um, we will we will give the other person an anime that they have to watch. The rules are. There's only one rule is that it can't be longer than one season. So, like, I can't give you, like... Well, you can, I could suggest a five-season anime, but you're only required yeah. to watch the first season. And you're only required to watch a normal amount of season episodes. So, like, yeah. you can't you can't give someone, no like... No EPO. Yeah, the first season of, like, Ace <laughs> of Diamonds. Like, here, watch 108 episodes Ace of, of Diamonds is only 50-something. EPO oh, only 50. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's the rule. Other than that, there's no other rules. Um, it can be a movie. It can be a show. It can be whatever, right? So, um, how did we start? Who started? I think it was me. It was you first, right? I went first. You went first. Yeah, I watched um, Girls in Ponzer. Yes, you watched Girls in Ponzer, and I went second, and my turn just finished. Um, I watched um, Martian Successor Nadesco. Mm. Um, I, gave I, you, I, I gave you options. No, you didn't. I didn't? No, I, didn't I'm I giving give you, you options? options. No, you didn't. I did give you three. I gave you a mech. I gave you a... Uh, uh, dramedy and something else did you i don't yeah, think yeah, you yeah. did no no i did well whatever um anyway so i watched martian successor nadesco uh i didn't really enjoy it very much i, I found that the comedic timing was very off like it it kind of threw me out of the story a lot well d uh why don't you tell the listeners what the basic story is I, to be 100% honest with you, I'm not sure that I can. Like, okay, so the story is basically, it's about this kid, and there's a war on Mars with the Jovians, and you don't ever really find out who the Jovians are until much, much, much later, and it's, like, basically this kid, he has this power, like, he can pilot the mechs, but he doesn't want to because he's got, like, PTSD of some kind, um, and it's basically about like, his adventure of overcoming his fears, and there's a lot of, like parodies of like other mecha shows involved so like you've got a lot of parodies of gundam and you've got a lot of parodies of like um some of your super mech shows um and to be honest with you like i understand what they were going for like they were going for like a like a comedy satire of those types of shows but just like the way the comedy was structured just really pulled me out of it you know like i wasn't invested in the story i wasn't invested in the parody aspect of it because like even the parodies were not timed like well and they like just kind of jumped back and forth between a whole bunch of different themes um and it just really didn't grab me you know uh, but i watched it i finished it i finished it last night actually um, and I, I will say what I will say is that some of the, uh, the comedic elements are really, really funny. Um, and the one that I had written down, which I thought was really funny was, um, they're kind of like, they just finished, they're like attempting to do like a warp jump and it's not working. And they're like, kind of like, oh, well we tried everything. And then like the super smart scientist lady says to the male lead and the female lead, he goes, okay, well I guess you have to kiss. And, like, just out of nowhere. Like, after, like, giving a long technical explanation. And they're like, what? Um, <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of our rundown of the pact. And now, Best Boy Dan, it's time for you to choose your fate. Okay. Uh, because I didn't want to just assign you something. So I, I, came, up with a, I came up with a little something here. Um, so I've got four categories for you. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. Four. So we've got sci-fi fantasy slice of life or romance and you can choose from those 
Sci-fi, fantasy, slice of life, or romance. Um, let's go. Sci-fi. Sci-fi? Okay, interesting. Now, um, I have introduced yet another element to this. Dun, dun, dun. Because it's not enough for you to just choose a genre, and I don't want you to be entirely in control of your fate. Whoa. So we will leave it up to fate. Best Boy Dan, oh my would God, you please he's roll me a this dice. die? <laughs> this is a six-sided die I've asked Best Boy Dan to roll. What did you roll? A he two. rolled a two. Um, and so that means you are going to watch Astra Lost in Space. Astra Lost in Space. Yes. All right. So Astra Lost in Space, that's your assignment for the pact. I think it's a good one. I think you'll enjoy it. I did put one poison pill recommendation show in this. <laughs> you didn't choose the right category, though. It's in the romance category. Um, what is it? I'm not going to tell you because I want to make you watch it later. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, God. But yeah, so the pact, our next, the third Astra installment. Astra Lost in Love. Astra Lost in Space. Right. Watch it along with Best Point Oh, Anne. yeah. Lost in Space. Lost I... in Space, Lost in Love, whichever. Um, it's a pretty interesting sci-fi show. I think you'll, I think you'll like it. It's got a really compelling story. Um, I believe it's on Hulu. I don't remember. It's on one of them. I'll find it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's a a good place for us to kind of cease our banter here Mm -hmm. and, uh, check in with Studio WEEB for some anime news. That's right, best buds. I am psyched to kick off the news with the uh, official website for Tomohito Oda's Komi Can't Communicate announced the anime's second season will premiere on April 6th, which is yes! way earlier than Also, I was there, there's some debate over whether it's season two or part two. Whatever. We'll find out at some point. But yes, the next installment of Komi is coming. The next core is coming, and I... Could not be happier. Me um, We're getting one of my favorite characters. Yes, which I will talk about in a second. My only concern is that, like, we don't know when it will be distributed here. I, I It could be April 6th. It could be later. I mean, I feel like Netflix did, like, what? It was, like, two weeks behind, right? Yeah. So we'll probably get it, I would say, probably similar. I can't imagine they would keep it in Netflix jail for the second part. Yeah, so so we will see. Uh, so we're going to get some uh, new cast uh, as well, one of which is uh, Shinichiro Kam- Kamio uh, as Makoto Katai. 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 Uh, Katai is also bad at communicating during summer vacation. He exercised and dyed his hair, causing him to look like a delinquent. Yeah. Uh, Miku Itu is also performing the second opening theme song, 100 Blue Colors. And Fantastic Youth, Youth is performing the second ending theme song, Fine Day for Small Talk. Uh, and Netflix has confirmed, uh, confirmed that it is streaming it globally, so... Get excited, people. More Comey. Yeah, it's time. Also in the news, the National Publishing Association and Publishing Science Institute revealed that Japan's domestic comic book market, uh, comic market, which combines print and digital publishing, 
has reached 675 billion yen, about 5.9 billion US dollars in 2021. This is an increase of 10.3% from the previous year. Yeah. Um, the proportion of manga in the overall publishing market grew 40.4%, which is the first time this number has exceeded 40%. Total digital sales increased by 20% from the previous year to uh, 411 billion, or about 3.6 billion US dollars. Um, which is the first time this number has exceeded 400 billion uh, billion yen. Uh, the magazine story where this was published in cited Jujutsu Kaisen and Tokyo Revengers manga as significant contributors to sales, following the big increase in reading in 2020 due to the Demon Slayer manga's success. The magazine also attributes uh, sales to increased reading due to COVID-19 and shutdown of illegal manga websites. Uh, and listen, this is good news. More people reading more manga. I love it. That's yep. what I want to see. Absolutely. So... Uh, we're becoming more mainstream, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll have our own channel right next to CNN. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. And we'll, we'll, Look out, Don Lemon. Yep. We'll, we'll be the Tucker Carlson nope, of, no, of that network. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so last week or two weeks ago, uh, I promised Pokemon news and I have it. Yeah, um, it they had the Pokemon Direct. It was mostly fluff. Um, Alolan Pokemon are coming to Pokemon Go. Uh, they had the Daybreak uh, update for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, Arceus, whatever, uh, with a web anime coming uh, at some point. They only released a single image from it, but it was a pretty cool image. Um, yeah. The big news was that we are going to get Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Hell yeah! Uh, which is going to be set in kind of like a Spain slash Portugal, uh, area. That is an interesting combination of areas. Are they going to be at war constantly for the most of their existence? Uh, I mean, possibly. Cool. Uh. Just checking. So, uh, Best Boy Justin. Yes. You're not the biggest, like... Pokemon person, you not you would, really, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like Pokemon, but I don't play. I tried a bunch of times, yeah. Um, but I have they have released the starters for the new game, and I left a picture in there. You did, you did, and I first of all, I love the one in the middle, the little flame. Alligator. I was going to ask you which one would you pick. We have, oh, which one uh, would I pick? we have Sprigatito, the uh, grass starter, which is like a little grass like cat person. Uh -huh. We have Fue Coco, which is this little like Fue fire Coco. lizard. Okay. Uh, and then we have Quaxley, which is the water duck. This is a really tough one for me because they're all super cool and each one has an element that I like. Mm -hmm. I think it's gotta be Quaxley. Really? Yeah, I like the really? hair on that duck. I, you know what? I, I almost went with Sprigatito. But the hair on that duck, and also you may may or not know may or may not know this, but my favorite Pokemon is Farfetch'd. Interesting. So I have a strong hate towards Quaxley. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Fue Coco all the I way. I recently discovered a strong hate towards you. That's fair. Um, no, I think Fue Coco is uh, the most adorable. I mean, I love how excited he is. He's super <laughs> He's just chill. Lo he looks so derpy. But like the cat is really cute too. The like cat like the cat really almost cute. got me. But God, look at the hair on that fucking duck. Yeah. The, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he. Uh, Evolves, evolves into, into. dude if he I'm, gets a troop like a, one of those 
oh my god, like a like a what's his name, Kuwabara. So here's haircut. the thing: I think it's going to be different because he's Quaxly. So okay. I think he's going to be like hoity-toity, like capitalistic duck. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of like, like his like hair would just continue to get really cool. No, I think no? He, I think he's a hoity-toity. I want to see. Okay, what I want to see <laughs> is his his second evolution should have an afro. And his third evolution should have the, a, the, a, the a pompadour. pompadour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if that is how that turns out, absolutely, I'm on board. Otherwise, Fue Coco all the way. Though Sprigatito, an adorable name, Su- super cute leaf cat. Yeah, um, it's like uh, it's a uh, grass litten. So for all those Pokemon people out there, beware. Um. Yeah. Oh, I have one more Pokemon story. I forgot. I threw this and one in at last minute. This isn't just Pokemon news. Yes, it is also crime news. Which is, like, why I had to include it. But also, this story is wild. It is a crazy story. Okay, so a Georgia man has been sentenced for 36 months in prison uh, after using COVID-19 relief money to purchase a rare Charizard card. The Department of Justice uh, announced the sentencing in a news release uh, issued on Monday. The man, 31-year-old Vinath Odomsain, was awarded... uh, economic injury disaster loan for $85,000 after claiming it to own a small business that employed 10 employees. Those loans were created as part of Congress's pandemic relief plan. Uh, uh, Once uh, Odom signed uh, I'm sorry about that pronunciation. Uh, got the money. Um, he used fifty-seven thousand seven hundred eighty-nine dollars of it to buy a Charizard card, a card matching this description—a first edition, shadowless and holographic Charizard card with a nine-point-five gem mint rating—was uh, sold at the PWCC marketplace for that price in late December. Uh, U.S. Court Judge Dudley H. Bowen also ordered him to pay $10,000 on top of the $85,000 in restitution and the three years he will face in prison. Uh, He will also then have three years of supervised release afterwards. He also agreed to turn over the Charizard card to the prosecutors. You know... You know there is some nerd at that police station who is losing their shit over that card right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wonder how many Pokemon cards the U.S. government has in its possession. Probably more. More than you would expect. More than you would expect and kind of be shocked by. Like, and not even, like, I'm sure they have a ton of counterfeits and shit like that. But, like, I wonder how many, like, like legit Pokemon cards they just have in custody for one reason or another. Do you think, like, the, the government, you know how, like... NASA has like a big like warehouse of all the parts like ever made. Uh-huh. Uh do you think the government like buys like beanie babies like they're like just in case <laughs> just in case. Like, you know, we got to be on top of it and have a stockpile. Yeah, in 10 years they'll be worth millions, <laughs> you know. They did they the Pokemon weren't. card craze. Uh, Pokemon cards probably have a much higher earning potential than Beanie Babies ever did. We'll but... see, they're going to come around, Justin. Yeah, they'll come around. We'll see. Um but yeah, I mean, um, I guess uh, for as far as my uh, my little section of anime news goes, um, animation studio MAPPA has announced that it has established a new studio in Osaka that will specialize in CGI work, specifically 3D CG. 
Uh, background art, photography, finishing, editing, and design. The company established the studio in Osaka so that creators and students who live in the Kansai region who do not wish to leave their hometowns can still work in the anime industry. This company is recruiting staff for the new studio as we speak. This is interesting. Um, you know, whether or whether we like it or not, uh, 3D CG is the next, you know, evolution of how anime is going to be produced. Um, mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I, I think if we're going to do it, we should take the time to learn how to do it right because we still haven't figured that part out yet. <laughs> um, uh, and I think this is a step in the right are direction. Getting better. Like, They're you, getting better. Yes. Photoable is like crushing it. I have yet to see a full 3D CG anime that I was like, yeah, the animation was really good. Like, <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. But I hope that this, you know, that them having a studio specifically that's going to be working in this kind of stuff, that they're going to be bouncing new ideas off each other, they're going to be learning and growing. Um, and so overall, you know, I hope that that will help, you know, help us avoid disasters. <laughs> probably um, not. But, probably but, not for a while, but, but a it, it's a step dream. in the right direction, right? <laughs> um, and also, you know, best boys, I'm real sorry, I, I, I don't have any Gundam news this week. Psych! I have Gundam news! It's Whoa. not in the outline, but I have it because I know it in my brain. Because I read about it today. Okay. Um, so I just want to have a really quick bit of Gundam news. Um, the uh, Bandai has announced that there will be, along with the release of Kukuru's Dones Island in June uh, on June 6th, I believe... Um, they will be releasing two uh, high-grade Gunpla kits. They're going to be the Kukuru's Dones version, uh, RX-78-2 Gundam, and uh, Zaku-2, uh, Zaku um, Kukuru's Dones use special uh, unit. Um, so that's coming out, so keep an eye out for that. I am definitely going to get them both. Uh, I don't care who I have to kill. Oh. That's happening. Um, but anyway, back to regular news. Uh, you thought I didn't have it, but I had it. You, oh, you're never, never going to get me. Um, author Isuna Hasakura's official website began streaming a video to announce that a new anime based on his Spice and Wolf light novel series has been greenlit. The announcement does not specify whether the anime is a sequel, remake, or an original work, but it features the taglines, Shall We Embark on a Journey Again? and Hollow the Wise Wolf and Lawrence the Merchant's story continues. The series is currently celebrating its 15th anniversary. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the series, it centers around the lonely life of a traveling merchant named Kraft Lawrence. Wandering from town to town with just his horse, cart, and whatever wares have come his way, the peddler has pretty well settled into his routine. That is, until the night Lawrence finds a wolf goddess asleep in his cart. Taking the form of a fetching girl with wolf ears and a tail, Hollow has wearied of tending to harvest in the countryside and strikes up a bargain with the merchant to lend him the cunning of Hollow the Wise Wolf to increase his profits in exchange for taking her along on his travels. What kind of businessman could turn down such an offer? Lawrence soon learns, though, that having an ancient goddess as a traveling companion can be a bit of a mixed blessing. Will this wolf girl turn out to be too wild to tame? I'm super excited about this one. This was such a cute and interesting story. I should watch that. You should, and you almost did, because this was on the list of anime that I had for you for the past. I was just like, I wish I got this one. You you almost <laughs> did. Actually, you you weren't even close, because I had it under fantasy, so you didn't even choose the right uh, topic. But it was on there. Um, you should definitely watch this show. I definitely, I highly recommend it. I didn't think I was going to like it, because like, I have that thing where like if, if a whole bunch of people like a thing... 
and everyone's like, you have to watch this. Like, I can't, I, I can't always get into it. Mm-hmm. So I saw everyone talking about it on, um, on Reddit, like all the memes of Hollow and stuff like that. And I was like, whatever, stupid wolf romance thing. I'm not going to watch this thing. And then like one day I just turned it on. Like, cause I was just like hanging out. I saw it on Hulu or, so, or wherever it was. And I just turned it on and I binge watched like the first half of the season that day. Uh, mm. It was so good. Okay. You should definitely watch the show. All right. Um, and I'm really excited for whatever's coming up next. I hope it's a sequel. Um, it sounds like it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't can't imagine how they would do a remake. Like the the show that they made was already really good. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see for that one. Um, next up, we have the official website for the upcoming anime film. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Uh, has unveiled a new visual and a new trailer for the film on Thursday. I didn't know they were making a movie. Well, they sure are. The video reveals the frames, uh, the film's title, uh, which is That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Scarlet Bonds, its story, and a November opening. Um, that story goes, Fuse, the, uh, uh, was drafted by Fuse, the author of the original light novel series, um, and the story will center on a new country named Razha, uh, located to the west of Tempest. Rimuru and his companions get involved in a long-running conspiracy that swirls around a girl with a mysterious power. Rimuru and his uh, commander, Benimaru, also encounter another ogre survivor named Hiro, who used to hold Benimaru in high regard. Um, so this will be interesting. I'm excited for a, for a slime movie. Yeah, I like Benimaru. Yeah, Benimaru's great. Um, you know, applause all around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, we have a joint news item. We got a joint news item because this one's too big for one best it's boy. juicy. Yeah, Funimation and Crunchyroll have announced that Funimation uh, Anime Library and Simulcast content are moving to Crunchyroll. That's right, best buds. Starting with the spring 2022 season, their newly licensed anime series will only stream on Crunchyroll. Funimation will only stream new episodes on the continuing series. Crunchyroll posted a list of all the titles heading over to its service, which includes titles with English subtitles and English dubs. The list will continue to be updated. Funimation Wakanim, which is a uh, European anime streaming service that was also included in the merger, and VRV subscribers who have not subscribed to Crunchyroll uh, are eligible for a deal to get 60 days of Crunchyroll Premium for free. Um... So this is huge news. We've been waiting for this for a while. We knew it was going to happen in some form or another, and uh, here it is. They picked Crunchyroll at one. I'm so glad they did, because fuck, I hate the UI for Funimation so much. I guess, but it's just like Crunchyroll is is anime streaming now. Yeah, and you know what? I don't, I'm not super mad about it, because I've never had a problem, like... I've had problems with Crunchyroll, of course, but like I've never had like the amount of complaints about Crunchyroll that I've had with other anime streaming services. Yeah, um, I think they probably do it the best out of anyone. I think their originals are the best out of any of the other services that are out right now. Um, their UI is definitely the best out of anyone else's right now. Yeah, well, um, we'll see what happens when they're just focusing on that one now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so keep an eye out for that. That's going to be starting up next month. Um, and it's, uh, you yeah. know, I hope we'll they don't continue. raise the prices. Yeah, said, we'll continue to bring uh, we'll bring news as it develops with that. Absolutely. But let us know, Best Buds, what do you think about this merger? What are you watching? Are you going to watch Astro Lost in Space along with Best Boy Dan? Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. Or send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. And with that being said, it is time for us to jump on in to the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. Meat and 
Potatoes! <laughs> cool. All right, Best Buds, we are here to talk about Shonen. That's right, Best Buds, it's the Shonen Month. We are going to be doing Shonen, uh, we're going to do like a little explainer of Shonen this week, and we got something a little special for oh, you coming up. Oh, I am psyched next for episode. next week. Um, but, you know, let's uh, let's talk about Shonen a little bit in general terms before we dive into it. Yeah, I, I personally, like, the reason why this is such a big deal is because... I think when people think of anime, typically, they think of shonen, right? Like, they're, uh, the things that come to mind are typically shonen anime. Yeah. And, and that's, like, that's kind of what I end up, like, trying to explain to people when I tell them that I am into anime, is that, like, shonen is a genre within well we'll we'll talk about what it is in a minute but yeah uh but it is a subset of anime right like anime is a style not a genre right um so shonen is a part of that so it's just a further breakdown of it um but it's it is one of the most fun and most hype out yeah. there kind of by definition and i'm really excited to talk about it because it's a big part of how i got into this yeah i mean this is going to be an interesting episode for me as well because you know just like you i started off with in anime with shonen um but i'm not really uh, you know i still watch shonen i enjoy shonen i love shonen but it's not my primary um cup of tea i suppose you could say yeah um but, uh, you know, that being said, like, you know, it's it's interesting for us to tackle Shonen because a lot of times, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about anime, they cut, they always fall into the same trap of like, who's stronger, Goku or or Naruto? Like, and that's not, that's not like, not the Goku. kind of discourse that I engage in. Um, so it's I'm, Goku, though. If you say so. Like, there are people who can beat Goku out there. I uh-huh. will take that stand, but Goku could beat Naruto. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, that's not the type of discourse that I usually engage in, but, like, I'm excited to talk about Shonen in general. Um, I'll talk about both. <laughs> you'll talk about both. Yeah. I'm if you, if you if you come to me and you're like, this character could beat that character, I, my response is usually like, okay, like, <laughs> sure. I'll be like, prove it, bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... Um, before we dive into, you know, an explainer of what Shonen is, um, we should do a brief overview of what the other marketing demographics are, just so people understand that it's not just Shonen. Mm. Um, aside from Shonen, we also have Jose, we have Seinen, and we have Shoujo. And then there's one other one that I don't remember and, the name and of. And what, what are each of those? Well, the um, Jose is um, anim- uh, anime or manga that's targeted at older women. Mm-hmm. Um, Seinen by older is, you mean like eighteen plus? Yeah, adult women, yeah. and you know, Seinen is targeted generally towards adult men. Not not eighteen plus in like the sexy way, like no. eighteen plus just in like and uh, also not even necessarily wise. eighteen plus. Really, I think the the range is like they say like between fifteen and twenty two. Yeah, um, it's just like for a more mature audience, right? And then you have Seinen, which is the same thing but targeted towards a male audience, mm-hmm. uh, an older male audience. Um, and you have shoujo, which is basically the um, the opposite, not the opposite, but like um, the the female version of shonen, which is targeted towards young girls. Think your sailor moons. Yeah, exactly. And then we have uh, shonen, which is what we are going to be talking about today. 
Um, we'll have a much more detailed explanation of what that is coming up soon. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so, what is shonen? Right. What is it? That's that's a great what place we're here to, start, to uh, right? answer. Um, literally translated, the word shonen means young boy. Um, when we're talking about anime and manga, shonen refers to media that is marketed towards teen boys between the ages of 12 and 18. Um, and don't take that to mean that shonen is only for children. Even though it's marketed towards younger male viewers, people of all ages and genders can and do enjoy uh, shonen anime and manga. I think really what it ends up breaking down to is that, like, the core audience is that age demographic, Not right? even, yeah, well, not even necessarily the core audience. This is why it's important well, to think but, of... Well, but I think literally from a demographic, like, marketing standpoint, like, I think if you're going to say how many people are watching, you know, well, Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super, which is mm -hmm. what's out now, it's going to be a core audience of that 12 to 18. Like, if you're watching it live, mm -hmm. that's the commercials that they're going to be In serving the audience towards. But it doesn't mean that it's people of other ages don't enjoy it and watch it yes and no and uh, the reason why is because like it, it's important not to think of shonen as a genre shonen is not a genre it is a marketing demographic so while in many cases yes the core audience is this fifth uh, this 12 to 18 year old boy range just because uh it, that's not always the case with every show. And that's because just because it's marketed towards 12 mm. to 18 doesn't mean that that's the, necessarily the core demographic that's actually watching. Mm. But um, that being said, uh, when we're talking about shonen, jose, shoujo, and seinen, these are marketing demographics, not genres. Um, and that that's a common mistake that people make, including <laughs> including us from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um all sorts of genres exist within this demographic. So, like, you have, you know, you, you have plenty of rom-coms that are shonen. Yeah. You know, you've got plenty of, of, it's not just your action battle anime, tournaments, sports anime. Like, you know, sh it, it's any kind of anime that is marketed towards it's, this demographic. It's the same way you can have... Um... You know, uh, a movie like a Pixar movie yeah. that is story-driven. And you can also have a movie like the Lego Batman movie, which is also targeting the same demographic, but are two very different genres. Exactly. One of, one of the traps people fall into is thinking that Shonen is all just... Um, is Shonen is all just the tropes that we assign to it. Like, we're mm. going to talk a lot about the tropes today, but... Um, it, it, you kind of have to think of it more from a marketing standpoint than you do from a content standpoint mm -hmm. to decide what is and what is not a shonen. Um, that being said, um, Shonen Sekai was one of the first shonen manga magazines and was published from 1895 to 1914. And that's how we're going to get into a little bit of the history of what a shonen is. Mm -hmm. Um, we're not going to get super deep into it. Like, we're not going to go, if we really wanted to, we could go all the way back to, to talk about how Chinese wuja is, like, kind of the, the precursor to shonen. We're not going to go super deep into yeah, that. Yeah, so what I would say, too, is that, like, sh there is so much to talk about shonen. This will not be our only shonen episode. Yeah, for sure. For, for the beginning, we're going to kind of give you a background of the big heavy hitters, especially in terms of the West, that kind of shaped the forefront of shonen as we know it and think of it today. Absolutely. Yeah, and in order to talk about shonen as we know it today, we have to talk about Weekly Shonen Jump. 
Now, mm-hmm. uh, Weekly Shonen Jump is the best-selling manga magazine and also one of the longest-running, having published its first issue in August of 1968. Um, at the height of its circulation in the mid-80s and 90s, uh, Shonen Jump was selling 6.5, uh, 6.53 million copies per week with a total readership of 18 million people in Japan. Um Shonen Jump also gave rise to several sister magazines, such as Jump Square, which is its monthly version, Ultra Jump, Weekly Young Jump, and Psycho Jump. They uh, publish online through their Shonen Jump Plus service, and Shonen Jump also operates an imprint label called Jump Comics for publishing full manga volumes, which are referred to in Japanese as Tankoban. Um, And while it isn't incredibly well-known in the West... Fist of the North Star, first published in Shonen Jump in 1983, is widely regarded in Japan for having kicked off the golden age of Shonen Jump. Uh, And its influences can be felt in Shonen and anime manga even today. Uh, That being said, for Western audiences, there's a series that's way more influential, and it was published in Weekly Shonen Jump the following year, 1984, and that manga is none other than Dragon Ball. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Bit player. Um, this I'm going to leave to you, Best Boy Dan, because yeah. I actually... So actually, before we even dive into Dragon Ball, I want to just reflect a little bit on Shonen Jump myself. Yeah, sure. Because it was uh, actually one of my introductions to a lot of things, uh, Japan and, and anime culture. Okay. Um, they actually used to sell it here in the United States back mm-hmm. when... Uh, I was a kid and it was like, I remember going to Barnes and Noble into their like magazine section and they would have a a monthly Shonen Jump. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's how I got acquainted with Shaman King originally um, reading it in that. And it is Shonen Jump is the trendsetter. Like that is where some of the biggest, shonen anime come from because that's where they get their start that's where your dragon balls your uh one pieces your (laughs) um dr stones like all come from it is like the kingmaker yeah and i mean there are other shonen magazines in japan there's a reason we're not talking about them today like shonen jump is the shonen magazine yeah it's, it's honestly it's the manga magazine if we're being real but i mean yeah it's it's like marvel and disney all kind of rolled into one in a way yeah. and that's such an interesting like way for you to have gotten into manga because i got into manga the complete opposite way i never had the experience of reading like a weekly or monthly magazine for my manga mm-hmm. when i get when i read manga as a kid which was not very often i didn't start reading really until i was an adult but I always read volumes. So like I read the Trigun manga. Oh yeah. But I, I only bought it in volumes. I got I got it in volumes also at, at Barnes and Noble back when they were yeah. running. It was like really hard for me to get my hands on volumes. You uh, did grow up in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> not not a ton of uh culture out there back in the nine, early nineties. Yeah. Um but yeah, it it led to Dragon Ball and we're going to go over a brief explainer and then we'll just kind of dive into it. But if you have been living under a rock and have not heard of Dragon Ball Z, it is probably 
one of it is the anime that most people in the West think of when they think about shonen or really anime in general. Uh, this is personally true for me because that was kind of my gateway drug into this crazy and wacky world called mm-hmm. anime. Um, Dragon Ball is a manga series uh, written and illustrated by Akira Toriyama. Who did uh, the monsters in Dragon Quest? Yes, cool. <laughs> that which is what he's really known for. Yeah. Um, originally serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump from 1984 to 1995, the 519 individual chapters were printed into 42 volumes. Dragon Ball was inspired by the Chinese novel Journey to the West and Hong Kong martial arts films. Uh, quick side tangent, the weirdest version of Journey to the West I saw was an opera version with music by, um the gorillas i refuse to believe that that's real uh i saw it at the <laughs> metropolitan opera <laughs> i ref you're making shit up now you're bullshitting i don't I believe swear that swear to god i don't believe that uh i went there on a date once that's sounds like an awesome date <laughs> um anywho it initially had a comedy focus but later it became uh an action-packed fighting series yep. uh that we all came to know and love well not all of it. <laughs> uh the story follows uh the adventures of son goku from childhood to adulthood as he trains in martial arts and explores the world in search of dragon balls seven magical orbs which summon a wish-granting dragon when gathered along his journey goku makes several friends and battles villains many of whom also seek the dragon balls yes <laughs> astute listeners of the podcast will know that i am currently still trying to watch dragon ball oh yeah um i didn't really have as big of a, a dragon ball impact on my life as a young kid so like i'm trying to i'm trying guys i'm trying um it's hard it's fair. It it hasn't aged well. Although Dragon I will say, Ball is a little. <laughs> I will say there is a, a, a lot wait. of. If you go through the whole thing, GT is a is a slog. I mean, the the thing I do love about old Dragon Ball was just like how out there they were. Like yeah. you know, Bulma tries to trade her panties for a Dragon Ball at one point. She literally fucking shoots Goku with a gun, <laughs> not like a laser gun, like a straight up gat. Yeah. She just pulls it up and blasts him in the face a bunch of times. Yep. Show's interesting. It, it has evolved quite a long way from where it originally yeah. was. I am I am going to get through it by the time we finish this podcast, so keep an eye out for that one. <laughs> um, the manga was adapted into two anime series initially uh, by Toei Animation, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, which were broadcast from 1986 to 1996. Uh, two sequel series have spun off, but we often forget about Dragon Ball GT, uh, and now everyone's talking about Dragon Ball Super, which I haven't really watched i've tried it's i actually have had a hard time getting into it it just doesn't uh hit me the same way even dragon ball z like i it still holds a place in my heart but it doesn't hit the same way as it used to mm-hmm. um dragon ball has become one of the most successful manga series of all time uh its initial serialization in shonen jump was uh 
was responsible for reaching the highest circulation of 6.53 million weekly sales. Yep. Uh, its collected volumes have sold over 160 million copies in Japan and more than 260 million official copies worldwide, making it the third best-selling manga series. Uh, when including uh, unofficial pirated copies, the series is estimated to have sold over 400 million uh, unofficial and official <laughs> copies worldwide um regardless uh uh of sorry regarded as one of the most influential manga series dragon ball has inspired numerous manga artists including uh echiro oda of one piece masashi uh kishimoto of naruto and tite kubo of bleach um dragon ball z is huge yeah um um like i said like i said off the jump like this is the show that everyone talks about like oh goku could beat you know blah, yeah blah, blah. and one thing i i did want to make sure i took some time to talk about um when we talk about dragon ball z's importance in the west is how important dragon ball z is in the black community and in the United I, States. it's funny that you bring that up because if you didn't mention it. I was going to mention that and the Latino culture as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's if there's one thing that can kind of draw everyone in this country, to, all the different groups in this country together, it's that there's a pretty decent subset of each, like, you know, ethnic culture that enjoys Dragon Ball Z specifically. Like, yeah. I know I have a ton of, uh, you know, black friends who... Um, like Dragon Ball Z but aren't into anime at all. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of it's it's a really interesting like I have family members uh, of mine who like Dragon Ball Z but aren't into anime at all. And like I don't really know what it is that speaks specifically from Dragon Ball Z to you know to people that there the have, rest of anime doesn't, you know. <laughs> there have been numerous YouTube videos on on uh, why it speaks to various cultures out there i just i don't i don't buy it all though like there's something about dragon ball z that's intangible it's you know you know i i think in a way my personal read on it is it's kind of the original power fantasy right yeah like in it in a in a really interesting way it kind of showed you that oh you could theoretically get this strong i think in dragon ball there's a point where roshi says this is how you like surpass normal human limits right and it's like early on and their power levels like in the grand scheme of things are like nothing right like goku's battling gods and stuff like interdimensional gods at this point like it's you know on a whole different scale but like it started out with him and krillin who is a human like sparring together and Mm -hmm. like there's that kind of power fantasy of like oh if i trained i could like fire a kamehameha like sort of thing yeah Uh, and and there there's definitely like over the years there's that's become its whole own genre of power fantasies absolutely so i i can see why you know people and especially marginalized people would find comfort in that sort of story yeah um all right i'll do it once because i don't ever do it so you guys get one from me. Who would win? Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Or Toru from <laughs> Dragon Ball It's Toru. Absolutely <laughs> hands down. That's the it's only that's a... the only who would win conversation you'll get out of me, best buds. That's it. 
No more uh, absolutely after this. Toru. I agree. Toru wins. Toru has interdimensional <laughs> Get in my like, magic. Like I Toru would like just send like Goku to another dimension. What's he gonna do about that? He can't fire a com- interdimensional Kamehameha. Yeah, yet. Oh, I mean, <laughs> if there's one episode I'm going to get hate mail about, it's going to be this one. Real, really, Goku can fire an interdimensional Kamehameha. And guess what? If he can, I don't care. Yeah, Toru would just eat it and fire it back at him ten times stronger. Right, now I'm just inviting the hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but when we talk about Dragon Ball Z, that, at least to me, that's like... You have Fists of the North Star, which really kind of... Which I really want to watch, by the way. (laughs) It's... it's Jamie's been trying to get me to watch it forever. Go for it, man. Uh, I I do want to watch it, too, just for the history's sake. Um, But, like, you have Fists of the North Star, which kind of, like, introduced this, like, strongman, like, fighting anime, like, thing to popular culture, at the very least. Right. Like, there uh, were shonen before Fist of the North Star, yeah, but Fist of the North Star that was, was the like first the one that's breakout. worth talking about. Uh, the way that, like, Demon Slayer is a breakout today, yeah. right? Um, so Dragon Ball Z was, like, the next big one, and Dragon Ball Z led to what was known as the Big Three. The Big Three. And, like, I, I would say we are of the Dragon Ball Z, like, um age of people right like our we were the target demographic yes, we when were. dragon ball z was when, the thing when they were making dragon ball z we were in the shonen demographic yes uh we're not anymore but we still watch shonen so yes um do with that the go. next the next players at the game were naruto one piece and bleach yeah they were the big three and And i'm actually really excited to talk (laughs) for this part specifically because the thing that put me like when i got back into anime the second time as an Mm -hmm. adult the thing that got me into anime was naruto this i had i had never stopped watching anime but like what really like was a catalyst to get me like consistently watching again was Naruto and Bleach. I was watching them simultaneously, like just nonstop. Yeah. Tore through them. Absolutely. So much content. <laughs> All of the filler too. Mm. I did. I watched every filler. Well, we'll talk about it. I, I also watched every filler episode because I didn't know a lot about like how the the newest parts of anime worked. Yep. So like I didn't realize <laughs> that filler was a thing. I was I, just used to watching the shows that were on. I did the same thing. Uh, well, all right. We'll t- we'll get into it in a second. Yeah. So let's talk about Naruto. Naruto was written and illustrated uh, by Masishi Kishimoto. Uh, it was serialized in none other than Weekly Shonen Jump uh, from 1999 to. 2014 it was released in book form in 72 volumes uh the manga was adapted into a television series produced by perot and anaplex uh it was 220 episodes uh from 2002 to 2007 it followed by naruto shippuden uh a sequel to the original series which premiered in 2007 and ended in 2017 i didn't realize that they like aired so close to each other they did and that's why a lot of people don't really regard shippuden as a quote-unquote sequel because like there is no end of naruto it's just like there's a time skip there's a time skip but it doesn't feel like naruto ended quote-unquote yeah. it's just like well, well we're bigger especially now. so essentially what happened uh was that 
they ran out of episodes. Yeah. So the last two seasons of Naruto proper are just episodes that the anime team made up. They don't have any real bearing on this story. And I watched all of them thinking that they might. I did too. But they definitely didn't. And I was bored AF. I wasn't like, I wasn't super bored. I was just confused. I was like, why does these no, sets of episodes feel different? I was there for different? the story. Like last two episodes of Naruto really be the, different. The story of Naruto is actually really good. It is a very good story. Um, let's talk about a little bit of it. So, uh, moments prior to Naruto Uzumaki's birth, a huge demon known as the Kyubi, the Nine-Tailed Fox, attacked Konohagakura, the Hidden Leaf Village, and wreaked havoc in order to put an end uh, in order to put an end to the Kyubi's rampage. The leader of the village, the Fourth Hokage, sacrificed his life and sealed the monstrous beast inside the newborn Naruto. Now, Naruto is a hyperactive and knuckle-headed ninja, still living in Konohaga, uh, Konohagakure. Sh uh, shunned because of the Kyuubi inside him, Naruto struggles to find his place in the village, while his burning desire to become the Hokage of Konohagakure leads him not only to some great new friends, but also some deadly foes. Um, Naruto's great. Yeah, Love Naruto. <laughs> anytime, anytime someone who's, like, been, like, recently gotten into anime, like, because there's, like, a... There's a gen, not a generation, because like a lot of the people who are getting into it are my age, but like who are getting into anime just now, like with the Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen, mm -hmm. and like anytime, like one of my one of my friends asked me this the other day. I'm not gonna shout him out because I don't know if he wants me to talk about him, but he asked me like, hey, like I, I know you're into anime, like what's an older anime that I should get Ooh, into? That's a fun one. Yeah, because he got into anime through Jujutsu Kaisen yeah. and you know Attack on Titan and all that, and I said, you know what, you should go back. And you should watch Naruto. Like, go, go. Ooh. If you want to get like some original, like big original three recipe, energy, like if, like we're gonna talk about uh, the big three here. But like the one out of the three that I would recommend someone who hadn't watched them any of them yet before <laughs> would be Naruto. Yeah, especially because it has a, a conclusive end. Yeah. Absolutely. Unlike some of the other shows. <laughs> Which, there's a lot to say about the ending of the other I wanna, two. I want to watch the next one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to someday. I, yeah, I got to catch up. But, you know, as far as this one is concerned, Naruto, for, it holds a special place in my heart. Because when I, I so. was... Was that? It's just real good. <laughs> yeah, because when I was looking for... This, this came to a point when I was just starting to get back into anime... I was kind of just watching whatever was on Hulu and Netflix because that was all I had. I didn't have Crunchyroll or Funimation. And, like, I was kind of listless about it. Like, I watched, you know, I watched Psycho Pass and I watched a couple other shows. I watched Attack on Titan. But the thing that really cemented it for me was Naruto. I was like, I saw it came, it came up on, um, on Hulu and I was like, hey, I've seen that, the name of that show around. I should watch it. Like, apparently it's an important show in anime. So I'm going to watch it. And, like, it turned everything... Like, it turned the anime engine on for mm. me. Full full blast. Yeah. I it, Honestly, it was the same for me, though. It was Naruto and Bleach simultaneously, which was a potent combination. Um, I My story was I was watching them uh, while I was doing my... Summerstock Theater Festival at Williamstown Theater Festival. So I was working like anywhere from 12 to 18 hour days of physical labor. Mm -hmm. And I would just like go home exhausted, not able to fall asleep because I my brain couldn't unwind. And I would just like binge Naruto episodes until I passed out. Nice. And then I would like wake up and like 
you know, the next day I would like be like, oh, what episode did I leave off on and like <laughs> go back to it. But that's how I tore through it. I probably watched like eight seasons that summer. And like, I think the only way I could get it at the time was like I had to friggin' buy it through iTunes oh, or something. Oh, God, no. Yeah, so it was expensive. Um, but it... It was, it's such a good show, a really good progression uh, of a character, and just, like, really just an example of, like, a top-tier shounen. Absolutely. That's why it's in the big three. Um, and really satisfying ending. I So I watched the show, like, all the way English episodes through. Then I found the Japanese episodes, and I watched all of those through. And then I hopped on Shonen Jump and I read all of those and then those ran out. So then I read all of the fan translations <laughs> and I and I finished it in 2014 with the fan translations. That's awesome. Did you actually watch the... I haven't seen the ending of the anime. Because I don't think... I've only seen up until the start of The Great Ninja War. I think at the, the ending of the anime... It ends in a way that they don't do in the manga. Did they do the... They didn't do the wedding. Yeah, so the wedding arc in Naruto Shippuden is probably one of my favorite to, arcs. It's so good. I need so to good. finish it because I would love to see the animation of how it all ended. Because it's, the, the manga was great. You should watch it because the, 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 the marriage arc... And I think what you need to do is you need to watch from the beginning of the, the Great Ninja War... All the way through. Well, that's where you I left to watch off. So. And that's perfect. because the, the way it ends is such a perfect pressure release valve after the ninja, like the ninja war. And because it's just like a the fun. The final battle is like how many seasons? It's like two seasons long. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But like the the the, mar the, the wedding arc, it, it just, it closes out the season also, so perfectly. Also, the best example of this isn't even my final form. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> like, how many final forms do they go through? So many. And, like all 18. of them. And, and you get a new outfit every time, and it's, it's great. So good. Um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend this show. I highly recommend that you watch the 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 ending of it um, because it's really it's, well done. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's long, guys. It's in total seven hundred and twenty episodes. It's a lot. And you like cut out a lot like of you skip nine movies. Yes, absolutely. Do not watch the last two seasons of. Uh, Naruto proper. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, don't. It's I not, did it's it. It's not worth the time. I, I want to tell you to do it in kind of like the way that like if boomers you're a completionist, are like, oh, I suffer, you should suffer too. But no, no, no. If, maybe if you're suffer. a completionist, watch it. Um, if you like filler episodes, watch it. But otherwise. Yeah, maybe don't. Just listen to our filler episode instead. Yeah, there you go. Um, up next, we're going to talk about One Piece, which here. I have a complicated relationship with One Piece. Okay. I want to love it. I've had a hard time getting into it. All right. I've tried a lot. Um, but I have immense respect for One Piece, and especially Oda uh, Sensei. Um, One Piece is a manga series written and illustrated by Echiro Oda. It has been serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump since 1997, uh, and it has been compiled into 101 volumes as of December 2021. Uh, at this point in time, Oda has said that he is a little over halfway through his <laughs> sprawling manga. <laughs> oh, only halfway. 
Good. Um, <laughs> the manga has been adapted into an anime series produced by Toei Animation, which began broadcasting in Japan in 1999 and just celebrated its 1,000th episode. Additionally, Toei has <laughs> developed 14 animated films, one OVA, and 13 television specials. In case you haven't noticed, that's a lot. Yeah. Um... It's wild. Uh, One Piece has received praise for its storytelling, telling, art, characterization, and humor. It has received many awards and is ranked by critics, reviewers, and readers as one of the best manga of all time. Several volumes of the manga have broken publishing records, including highest initial print run of any book in Japan. In 2015, One Piece set the Guinness Book of World Record for the most copies published for the same comic book series by a single author. Uh, it was the best-selling manga for 11 consecutive years, from 2008 to 2018, and is the only manga that has had an initial print volume uh, of above 3 million continuous for more than 10 years, uh, as well as the only achieved more than 1 million copies sold in all of its 100 published volumes. I want you to... Okay. I want you to understand how long... It had a, a continuous best-selling manga. From 2008 to 2018, I, bo- I began and ended a military career and completed <laughs> two degrees. <laughs> that is an entire arc of my life. Yeah. That One Piece was the best-selling manga. Yeah. Um, and there were so many arcs within One Piece in that time. Right? The, One Piece is incredible in scope. It is, like, okay, uh, let, let's finish l- l- listing off its uh, its accolades, and, yeah. and then we'll get into the story, and then just talk about how wild One Piece is. Uh, as of July 2021, One Piece had over 490 million copies in circulations in 58 countries and regions worldwide, making it the best manga series uh, best-selling manga series in all time. Uh, the best-selling comic book series in printed in book volume is also one of the highest-grossing media franchises of all time. That, like, putting that in perspective, this one media series from Japan, One Piece, this one piece of intellectual property, is giving Marvel, owned by Disney, a run for its money. I'm pretty sure it is like sold more than anything yeah. Marvel is sold. Like th- that's putting that in perspective is wild. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's it's like up there with Pokemon in terms of like intellectual properties. Absolutely, it's just just it never stops. Um, so give us a hit of the story. Yeah, sure. So uh, Gold D. Roger was known as the Pirate King, the strongest and most infamous being to have sailed the Grand the Grand Line. The capture and execution of Roger by the world government brought a change throughout the world. His last words before his death revealed the existence of the greatest treasure in the world, One Piece. It was this revelation that brought about the grand age of pirates, men who dreamed of finding One Piece, which promises an unlimited amount of riches and fame, and quite possibly the pinnacle of glory and the title of the Pirate King. Enter Monkey D. Luffy, a 17-year-old boy who defies your standard definition of a pirate. Rather than the popular persona of a wicked, hardened, toothless pirate ransacking villages for fun, Luffy's reason for being a pirate is one of pure wonder. The thought of an exciting adventure that leads him to an intriguing uh, leads him to intriguing people and ultimately the promised treasure. 
Following in the footsteps of his childhood hero, Luffy and his crew travel across the Grand Line, experiencing crazy adventures, unveiling dark mysteries, and battling strong enemies, all in order to reach the most coveted of all fortunes, One Piece. Um, and I gotta tell you, after talking about it and reading about it so much for this episode, I kind of really want to like watch it. You know, I I can sell you on it. I uh, mean, I'm sold on it. He, so it's here's just, here's what I will say about One Piece. I have read up to the Skypea arc. I've tried doing the anime, especially the early episodes are like very targeted towards a younger audience. Yeah, it was hard for me to keep up with the manga. I had a pretty good time like following. Uh-huh. Um, it's a great, like, beach read. Like, if you're out on a okay. beach, a volume yeah, of the I manga, it, like, One Piece, mm, chef's kiss. Love it. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, the thing that makes One Piece so amazing is Oda's attention to detail. Mm-hmm. He, the world he crafts is unbelievably complex and detailed and the minutia is thought out to the like millionth degree uh the world has its own economic system Mm -hmm. it has its own system of government it has its own political struggles that they get into and they have wars about and like this story that starts out as this little crew of pirates trying to find treasure becomes this like grand epic political socio-political war story um with huge implications that are developed over thousands of chapters Mm -hmm. and slowly built and expounded upon as it goes on it is one of the most well-crafted worlds in storytelling period yeah and you see as like as somebody okay so as somebody who's really into dungeons and dragons and world building is super important to me. So, like, I will only stick with a DM who builds a very engaging world. That's why, like, I kind of stick with I have my DM, Chris. Shout out to you. You're awesome. I don't know if you're listening, but I hope you are. Uh, and also my cousin, Mark, who also DMs my game, a game for our family, um, who is incredibly good at world building. And that's why I kind of get really drawn into these shows that have these complex, like, intricate worlds built around them and if that's kind of why i really want to get one piece to... i think you would really like See, it then the thing that is so intimidating about one piece though is just <laughs> there's the, the so much count. a thousand episodes like which is I wild can't... because we did just talk about how we watched 720 <laughs> naruto yeah, episodes true. well that was a different time in my life i mean i was <laughs> i was at a point in my life where i could watch that much stuff and like i can't stay up that late anymore. i'm old now man um but god i do really want to watch it and i i think i'm gonna maybe like maybe this summer or who knows maybe after we finish recording this episode uh, just like try to make a dent in it, you know. Like maybe yeah. watch a season or two, because um, yeah. I, I you really gotta watch the English OP for yeah. the first season. Oh, is it really good? Oh yeah, it's the like the One Piece, the pirate rap. Oh, the pirate. Oh, yeah, okay, I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, all that to say, like One Piece is just in scope, in quality, uh, as far as like a um. A show that that kind of shows like what like anime can anime and manga can rival that of the powerhouses of Western media. Oh yeah, this um, this world is easily on par, if not exceeding, things like Lord of the Rings in terms of like just scale and world building and detail. Absolutely, yeah. This is like kind of the counter argument to people who say like, 
oh like anime and manga is like like for kids and mm. it's like child like childish in 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 production like n- like this is what you would show them like yeah. oh like you like, think lord, lord of the, the rings surface, is good like you, you know? look at like the animation of it and you're like oh this looks like silly and whatnot but it's just incredibly like just brilliant and just such an incredible like creator oda is like his work is beautiful um, and all of his characters are really cool too. So. Also, I love how he's like, oh, 101 volumes published. Yeah, I'm a bit over halfway, I guess. Uh, he is also like a beast. He just works like, I think he works 16 hour days, six days a week. Um, he had like a heart attack. So he threw in like an hour of like, uh, bicycle riding a day <laughs> now. Um, and he just like outputs just an insane amount of content. Clearly. Like, just as a human being, he genuinely impresses me. Uh, and then the final of the big three, and uh, in some ways arguably the weakest, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, is Bleach. Uh, Bleach had a lot of hype and build up, and then uh, had a pretty hard fizzle at the end there. Um, Bleach was serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump from 2001 uh, to 2016, uh, with chapters collected into 74 volumes. The series has spawned a media franchise that includes an anime series uh, from Studio Perot from 2004 to 2012 and includes 366 episodes, two OVAs, and four animated uh, feature films. They also have 10 stage musicals, which I found very interesting, (laughs) and a whole bunch of video games. Uh, A Japanese live-action film has been announced by Warner Brothers and was released in 2018, Uh, and the anime is coming back, Um, which I'm excited about. I loved Bleach while I was yeah. while I was watching it. I mean, I watched Bleach. Um, I watched Bleach when it was airing periodically. So like, I would watch a couple episodes and then I would just forget about it and I'd come back to it. So like, I didn't have a good grasp of the story until I started watching it again as an adult. Um, and where I, where I finally watched it all the way through, uh, not all the way through. I haven't quite finished it, but uh, <laughs> I watched it up through the um. The arc where he finds out he's like an advanced type of soul reaper. I think it's called what, like an Iran car. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he's like mixed with the like other ones. Yeah, that's where I got to too. I think that's where almost everyone. Yeah. We'll get into it in a second. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, so Ichigo Kurosaki is an ordinary high schooler until his family is attacked by a hollow, a corrupt spirit that seeks to devour human souls. It is then that he meets a soul reaper named Rukia Kuchki, who gets injured while protecting Ichigo's family from the assailant. To save his family, Ichigo accepts Rukia's offer of taking her powers and becomes a soul reaper as a result. However, as Rukia is unable to regain her powers, Ichigo is given the daunting task of hunting down the hollows that plague their town. However, he is not alone in his fight, as he is later joined by his friends, classmates Orihime Inoue, Yasutora Sado, and Uryu Ishida, who each have their own unique abilities. As Ichigo and his comrades get used to their new duties and support each other on and off the battlefield, the young Soul Reaper soon learns that hollows are not the only real threat to the human world. Now, I, I like Bleach a lot. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> I, first of all, I, I love Rukia because Rukia is kind of, for me, was the original Sundere. Like, I okay. I didn't really experience a Sundere of this caliber before this. Like, mm. 
um, obviously have since, but like from it was like my first experience to this type of character. I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like this. Like this is <laughs> this is something I could make a lot of mistakes about in my real life. <laughs> Step on my foot. Yeah, um, I like Rukia. I love the story of it um, until I didn't as much. <laughs> until I didn't. okay, so. I'm going to get into my thing. Yeah, with, let's with hear your Bleach. Bleach thing. So, Bleach starts off, like, great, right? You have the the first, like, arc, which is, like, the building arc, which is what the uh, synopsis basically talked about, right? Yeah. It's short. It's sweet. You get to learn the powers. You get to learn the characters. And then, boom, it throws you into the real arc, which is the, the Soul Reaper Yeah, the arc. Soul Reaper... Uh, 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 what do you call it? The Soul Reaper War or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, <laughs> basically, this, like, new Soul Reaper then goes and fights, like... All of the heads of like the Soul Reaper army. It's basically a tournament arc, is what it it's is. It's basically a tournament arc. You have your arc. little training arc beforehand. Yeah. And then they go. And then he just like one on one fights like all of the like heads of the different branches of the Soul Reapers. Yeah. And it's rad. It's super rad. The battles are cool. great. It's super fun. And then at the end of it, the bad guy is announced. And the like big bad. Yeah, like because like, like the people he's expect. fighting up to this point is kind of like a friendly, like, oh, like we're I have to fight you because like you're doing the bad thing, but like yeah. I don't hate you. Like we're all yeah, right. We're gonna I'm gonna knock you out at the end. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill you. And then at the end you get the reveal. Yeah, and the reveal is great. Right? Like yeah. we're not even gonna say who it is, even though it's like, you know, been however many years. But you get this great reveal. Uh and then they go on a bunch of, like, one arc is kind of, like, forwarding the story, but then they go on a bunch of, like, weird twist arcs, which I don't know if they were filler episodes or if it was actually where the story went in the manga. Right. Um, but you have this really engaging story, and then you drop it, and then you tell a whole bunch of different arcs, and then, like, three seasons later, they get back into that story. And it's good, but... I got to that point, and I think that's where you left off, too. Mm -hmm. And you just, like, waited so long through, like, all these other arcs that by the time they get back to the actual story, you're like, I don't care anymore. And, like, you can tell how bad those other arcs are, because I can't fucking remember them. One like, of them was I... the Quince arc, where they have to fight, like, the bad <laughs> arrow yeah, okay. shooters. Sure. Yeah. Like, I, I the things I remember vividly in detail... The first part, the Soul Reaper, like, arc. The beach and episode. Then, was that? The beach episode. I remember the beach episode because, <laughs> as we talked about in our beach episode, Bleach had the perfect beach episode. Um, and then I remember, you know, when he battled the the Soul Reaper, uh, the Soul Reaper captains. Yeah. And then after that, Especially I the, remember... like, flower petal, like, sword dude. That yeah. one was awesome. And then, like, like, I can distinctly remember the way he says, Bunkai. Bunkai. And, like, it, it, it clicks in my mind. But, like, after that, I don't remember anything until the Iran cars. Yeah, <laughs> like, Because yeah. it's, it's I remember good. the quints because you said that. Yeah. But if you didn't say that, I wouldn't know what the name was. Yeah, exactly. I just remembered, like, they shoot they shoot energy arrows. Yeah, like, yeah, um, And then I, there was a, there was a, um... He's got a friend who can punch. Yeah, there was an arc <laughs> with Sado that I, I, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it did have a couple of, like, heartwarming elements to it. Like, we... He's we, got, like, a sad story. He has a sad backstory that I don't remember about because they botched the plot. It's, but it's it doesn't matter. Point. It's fine. <laughs> like, it, it, the show is good. Like, I don't know. Watch the show, but, like, 
expect it to suck for a bunch well and there's a whole story to the like it doesn't suck i'm being mean it's fine no the manga had this whole thing where it like slowly fell out of popularity with like uh jump and i think the mangaka had like some things going on too so there there is more to that story but like it it did while it was part of the big three, it was hype. It yeah. was the thing people were rushing home to watch Absolutely. You know, after school. And and it is important to put these three into context because Dragon Ball Z and these three th- shows kind of shaped what we know of Shonen today. So now we are going to get into uh, all of the fun tropes that you can typically expect to see in a lot of Shonen shows. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. There are ones that are exceptions to the rule, break the rule, There are the Shonens rule. out there that probably have none of the tropes. Yes. But, um, but these are just some of our favorite, and they're fun to talk about. And if you have seen a Shonen show, you've probably seen at least one of these things on the list. Absolutely. Uh, up first, uh, well, let's just talk about protagonists uh, yeah. when it comes to Shonen. They have the crazy hair. Yes, they do. This um, is this is the meme where like they'll put they'll put a screen ga- grab of the show and they'll go find the protagonist and it's always the guy with like purple hair that's super yes. spiky. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, Think Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, that's probably the best uh, yeah. version of that. I mean, the best Goku's pretty good. Yeah, too. I was gonna say the the original version is Goku, of yeah. course. Because uh, uh, the hair everyone, changes with the power, dude. Everyone has wild hair in that show. Yeah, that show um, is just like. Dude, Trunks had a, hair bowl city, cut, bro. a purple bowl cut. He did. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, Krillin didn't have none. And then he did. And then he did, and it was weird, and we didn't like it. Um, but yeah, the protagonist is also usually dumb. Think, like, Naruto. But, like, dumb in, like, a happy, like, fun way. It's, I, I would say, like, maybe not even necessarily dumb. I would say that the protagonist doesn't pick Air-headed. up on social cues well. Yeah. The protagonist, yeah, he's airheaded. He's kind of, he's not stupid, but like, and I say he because the, the protagonist uh, is almost always a man. Yes. Uh, sometimes they can be dumb. So, sometimes they can like be dumb. Like a lot of times like in the school like setting anime, they're yeah, like bad they're, students. They're, they're, I would say they're they're not necessarily they're academically smart. smart. Not, and not even that they're street smart. They just, uh, I would say like for me more common than anything, it's that they don't have social skills. Yes. So like they act like a spaz kind of, yeah. you know? Um. They're usually, like, singularly driven or, yep. like, goal-oriented. Like, I'm going to be the Hokage. Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> um, or I'm going to be the strongest. It's usually I'm going to be the strongest. Right. But some variation of I'm going to be the best or, you know, uh, the pinnacle. Is Batman a shonen? I, I, he's, I don't think he's trying to be anything other than Right, but look at the next one. Parents. Um, oh, yeah, dead or absent parents. Uh, yeah, Batman is a shonen now that I think about it. It's absolutely targeted towards teenage boys. No, um, but like uh, dead and absent parents. Yeah, because parents are not good for character growth, I guess. I don't yeah, know. you almost always the father. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you have a mother. Um, so like, yeah, for My Hero Academia, you have a mother. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, oftentimes you don't have mom. any or they're just not in the story. Yeah, there's a lot of times where like you'll get like the first two or three seasons of a show and then like the next season you just randomly find out like, oh, this is my mom. Like, where have you been? Honestly, your like, child has been fighting in wars. Honestly, like 
parents are just absent in anime in general. Yeah, yeah. There are so many anime that have the premise of like, oh, my parent, my mom lets me go to school in Tokyo, and I live and by I have myself my own and apartment. I'm Fifteen, and like that. Don't get me wrong; that probably happens a little bit in Japan, but it doesn't happen anywhere near as often as it does in anime. Um, but protagonists also usually have a tragic backstory. Of course. Yeah, think like Naruto. Both his parents were, like, murdered. Yeah, or uh, think like Batman. Or Batman, <laughs> the the number one shonen anime. Yep. Um, but yeah, all of them, like, Goku's planet was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you don't usually get a shonen where, like, the kid comes from a happy family home and decides to set off <laughs> on Demon an adventure. Slayer, like, like <laughs> there's no... You gotta have some trauma. Families murdered, like, God, all of them. Yeah. Dr. Stone, the world is... The whole world (laughs) ended, yeah. Yeah. Um, They are oblivious to love interest. Now, this is almost entirely across the board, minus the the very few shonen rom-coms we have. Yeah. They all have this. Well, even some of the shonen rom-coms, like, that's the, like, the joke is that they're, like oblivious to it but like think of like um my hero academia is a really good example perfect example like anybody within a hundred foot radius knows that uraraka is in love with midoriya except for him yeah he's just like (laughs) like even all might is like hey are you guys gonna like like what's up it's like midoriya come on midoriya shonen (laughs) yeah um it, it makes for some good comedy it is it is funny yeah um, and then just if you if you walk into a shonen classroom and you look through the students, you are gonna find that protagonist in the back right corner by the window. Except for My Hero Academia, because Deku's a fucking nerd. Yeah, but you know that's true to character. <laughs> um, but that's where they sit, and yeah. that's but that's more so to any anime too. I would say, of like, course, that's because where protagonists the kids who sit at the front of class are boring. Yeah, you know. Um, or they just don't see well. So just to get into some like more generalized anime tropes, uh, there's often the power of friendship. This is a big one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it solves anything. Really. And everything. Uh, I think a lot of it, this trope stemmed from like, you know, Krillin being the catalyst to like Super Saiyan Goku mm. and then like Naruto, like teamwork, like kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, as it is targeted towards young boys, there are a lot of thematic elements that tend to come up in those sorts of shows, especially in the battle shows and the action shows and in that sort of thing. The the sort of things that you would expect in American cartoons, too. Messages of friendship, of um, believing in yourself, yep. of uh, reaching for your goals, um, of working hard and training. Like, these are all, you know... Uh, core elements to it like you know we talk about the tropes which are like the fun elements that you like see within it but like if we're talking about general themes like the you know you try and leave your audience with some sort of positive message especially when it's targeted towards younger people yeah it's not like seinen where the idea is to like mess with yeah um so so these are all all strong messages in it and the power of friendship tends to be one of the stronger ones that you see presented or or represented within these shows yeah um one of the other tropes we get for shonen anime is uh, that they typically involve fighting 
Uh, but there are plenty of exceptions. And I would include, you know, maybe fighting is not necessarily the right word here, but some sort of struggle. Competition. Conflict. Conflict. Yeah. yeah. So you get like that this so-called fighting um, will sometimes come in the form of a sports contest. So yes. you get like, you know, baseball or, you know, whatever. Um, I think uh, uh, Food chess. Wars is like one of the best examples of it, <laughs> yes, where the there are battles in that show. Yes, there like, are. There, it's called Food Wars. Like, food Wars is a battle anime. Fight me. It, it it is absolutely and arguably a battle anime, and you know that that's kind of what we're getting at with it. Like you have fights in your Dragon Ball Zs and your Jujutsu mm-hmm. Kaisens and all that sort of stuff, but like the that can be represented in different ways. Uh, sports animes, it tends to be through competition. Right. Um, even rom-coms, it can be through competition. Yeah, so like rom-coms... Love is War is like an example of, I don't know if it's necessarily a shonen, but like that kind of yeah, competition think... you could have. I would say Love is War is probably a shonen in that it's marketed to that demographic. But yeah. like also, Love is, like it, when you get your rom-com shonen, a lot of times what happens is your struggle comes in the form of a love rival. Mm. So, like, you have the other guy, you know, quote-unquote. Yeah. Or the other girl, whatever. It's, you don't get a whole lot of Yuri and Shonen, but, like, I'm sure there's something. <laughs> Probably out there somewhere. Find me... This is your homework, Best Buds. Find me a Yuri Shonen, and I will watch it. <laughs> um, also, with fighting and battles and whatnot, that tends to lead to training arcs. I love training be, arcs. You want to be good for those. Yeah. my tra- Training arcs are some of my favorites. I love those. It is... So, training arcs is what I think makes Epo so great. Because yes. it has this good balance off and on between battles and training arcs. And I think it finds a good match to them. Because you can't... It, I don't like shows where people just get powers for no yeah. reason. Yeah, And absolutely. I love... When you can see where it came from and the work that went into it. And that's kind of like true throughout the board. And going back to like those kind of core tenets of Shonen and mm-hmm. like the components that make them up. The like, you know, tenets of training and uh, friendship and believing in yourself and all that sort of stuff. Working hard is one of those biggest ones. Yeah, and I think training arcs, having like some of the best training arcs also come from the big three that we talked about. Like mm-hmm. you get really good training arc, a really good training arc in Bleach. Naruto you get a really good training arc in Naruto. Ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know about One Piece, but I'm sure there's a good training arc there too. Yeah. Um, and it, it it's just a core tenant of a lot of shonen mm-hmm. uh, shonen anime and manga. Yeah. Um. This next one's one of my favorites. Yeah. If if you have a special move in anime, it probably won't activate unless you yell it. Yep. And they, they always give various explanations for this, or sometimes they don't. Um, but you have to yell Kamehameha. You have to yell the uh, the first form, first water breathing, you know, <laughs> if you're in Demon Slayer. Uh, and sometimes, you know, if you're in Keijo, you have to have the butts of Babylon. Yeah. Or, no, the gates of Buttalon was the what it was. The gates of Buttalon. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you remember the proper name for it. I could never forget. For it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, you know, just part of it. I think some of my favorite were from Hinumaro Sumo. I didn't watch that one. That's a good one. That's a fun one. I mean, uh, you know, currently running stuff, you know what has good ones? The the Futsal Boys. Oh, okay. Rising Dragon Kick, like Ooh. Tiger, you know, Roaring Tiger Defense. Like, it's like got it. a lot of really that's, good stuff. That's kind of why I wanted to watch Prince of Tennis, because they have one where, like, 
they hit the tennis ball so hard it like creates a black hole and sucks everything in. Seems like a real problem for the for the <laughs> spectators, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, uh, there does tend to be a fair bit of fan service. Um, yep. It's usually not as like blatant. You're not seeing a ton of like panty shots, but definitely the but way. Also, sometimes yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, sometimes yes. But I, to me, I think it's more in how female characters tend to be drawn in anime and it has gotten away from it i think more recently in shonen yeah to some extent um but like when you even one piece right which i will sing the praises of like nami is just one of many characters (laughs) that are like i didn't even watch one piece and i know that Well, like, Nami is one of the main female characters, and if you have seen One Piece, you've seen her. She's, like, the orange hair girl. Um, She's a stick with huge boobs. Like, just from a character design perspective, she is problematic. She is, like, the kind of, like, dangerous, like, uh, anorexic-promoting kind of, like, Mm -hmm. female imagery. One one show I do want to draw attention to when it comes to fan service that kind of does the best of both worlds is Fire Force because mm. you have basically okay so you have <laughs> okay the quote unquote like the, the fan service character which is Tamaki and like her her fan service is literally written into her power set yeah. like she has like her thing is Lucky Letcher where she just for no reason at all will fall over and all her clothes fall off but then you also have Maki. Who is like this really independent, strong-willed, powerful female character? Yeah. So it's like you kind of like a weird dichotomy. They're kind of like instead of <laughs> instead of like distributing it evenly across all of the female characters, you yeah. get the one fan service character, and then you get Maki, who is amazing. <laughs> who is not fan service. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she's fan service if you're me, but that's be- yeah. because of other reasons. <laughs> um, you just want to get stepped on. Yeah. Um, but this next one, I. I hadn't thought of until you said it, so I'm gonna let you do it because when you said it, I was like, "Oh yes, birds in the flying in the op." There's always birds in the op. There's always like for me, what comes to mind immediately is of high is haiku, of course. But like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about haiku. What, what was true. the one you were thinking of? Uh, I mean, most recently, I'm thinking of Attack on Titan, but that's of course, more Attack on Titan, yeah. Um, I don't know. Attack on Titan could be a shonen. Maybe Naruto, Blackbird. Yeah, Naruto. A Bleach had birds in the opening. Mm-hmm. They all um, do. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> it's just a thing. I don't know why, but it's a thing. Um, hunger. They never stop eating. Oh, that's why I never, was like, "What is the?" I forgot what the like note was. Goku can <laughs> eat all of the food on the planet. That is true. They like shovel down. Naruto food. never stops eating ramen. A man after my own heart. Yeah, um, just all the carbs. It's so just early in the morning, plates and plates of food. It's a meme. Like, it, it, like what's just... his name? Um, uh, from uh, Asian from uh, Ace of Diamond. Mm. Like when he gets to the the training camp, and this is actually a thing that actually does happen in Japanese oh, yeah. high school baseball, where you have to eat. They force you to eat until you can't eat anymore. Yeah, like and like it's like bowls and bowls of white rice, and like when he gets there, he's like. They're like, you have to eat three bowls of white rice. And he's like, can I eat more if I want to? And he just eats all of the fucking rice at the school. So I think it is a metaphor for them working so hard, right? Mm. Like, in order to eat... It's 
not physically realistic, right? Like, says you. I mean, Goku eats like 50 bowls <laughs> of like, or like, it's insane, like stacks and stacks of food. Yeah. Um, but like, the idea is that they train so hard, they're working so hard, they're going above and beyond the humans' like physical capabilities that they're eating this insane amount of food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, one of my other favorites is this isn't even my final form. Of course. Uh, Dragon Ball Z did it real good with Frieza. Yeah, like, I mean, you, Dragon Ball Z was kind of like one of the like originators of this trope. Yeah. But then you also get stuff like, you know, any kind of time you have like a power fantasy. Yeah. You know, like you got Bleach or, where the, the sword just keeps growing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, different tiers. Well, you always have to have that like next step up. Even like the sports anime have it too. Like, oh, especially baseball anime. Like, yeah, Ace of Diamond is always you know in my the forefront of my mind when I think of a sports shonen anime, and that's just because like they grow in like oh I can learn this new pitch I can you know I I can well, learn but this it's, new. It's also like in the midst of conflict too, like. There's always that, like, one trick they have up their sleeve right, that they yeah. haven't used. Uh, and, you know, Frieza, you have the form. Yeah. Like, it, there's always, like, one thing. And it adds stakes. Naruto, the end of Naruto yeah. is probably the best example <laughs> yeah. of it. It just goes, they level up so many times through the course of that last battle. And it's actually funny, because, like, one of the baseball manga that I read, which is called Bungo, and, and it's, like... His his power is the the fastball down the middle, which, for those of you who don't know baseball, not a great pitch, not a good idea. <laughs> don't throw a fastball down the middle. But like like the idea is like oh, it has this subtle movement that batters can't like anticipate <laughs> because he's not good at pitching actually. So like his fastball slides in a weird way. But like it don't throw fastballs down the middle, kids. That don't do it. <laughs> It'll get hit out of the park. It's a meatball. But, like, it's funny how, like, it keeps evolving in that way. Like, it's always an unexpected twist. Like, the, the protagonist always has this kind of, like, innate power that you don't expect, you know? Mm. Um, next up on our tropes, we have Teams of Three. Uh, teams of Three is incredibly popular in shonen anime. Uh, we put this on the list, and then I couldn't stop thinking of Teams of Three, Jujutsu Kaisen, Naruto. Yep. Like it's just every even uh, Fire Force to a certain degree. Yeah, because you're like while they do have a larger team, the core team of three is yeah. well, Tamaki, like, Arthur, newer, and Shinra. Like uh, Fire Soldiers. Are yeah, like them. Um, so yeah, it, it's, that just tends to be how it gets broken down. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that goes all the way back to like, even when we're not talking about anime and manga, but also like the, the, like the power teams that preceded and uh, also proceeded the Power Rangers. Um, even though the Power Rangers were a team of five, a lot of times it was very common to have teams of three. Um, it's just a thing. Well, you were telling me that it was called the Sentai. Yeah, which I think actually literally translates to, like, Team of Three. Um, I could be wrong about that. Fact check me. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's it's a very common trope in not just in, in anime and manga, but also in, in uh, entertainment in general in Japan. Yeah. Um, Sadly, one of those characters is usually a disappointing female character. Yes. Uh, it, it's a sad, like trope of anime that's been happening for far too long it is 
And one of the examples that we have of it is the quote-unquote Sakura syndrome. Yeah. Now... Sakura is probably the best example of it. They tried to redeem not, her. But maybe not. And Why? here's the thing. I was I, I was with you on this until I was actually reading a thing on Twitter um, uh-huh. the other day uh, about how maybe our expectations for Sakura were too high. Now, when you think about it, like as we, as we talk about like the, the quote-unquote weak female character... Sakura, everyone else in Naruto that we have as the core character set either has a god living inside them, is from like an ancient and prestigious ninja clan, or is literally a demigod. Sakura is kind of just a chick. Like, she's just a person. Why doesn't she have a god (laughs) living in her? I mean, you know, that's clearly her fault. But if we were to, for just a moment, assume that it wasn't her fault, that she doesn't have a demon god living in her stomach. Like, even just for, like, just a regular Joe, like your average person in this universe, like, she kind of achieves a lot. Like, yeah, she's not on the same level as Naruto and Sasuke and Gaara and all them, but, like... She's also she not does any become insanely strong, yeah. like in her own right. I, I do see what you are saying with that. I think the issue I have with Sakura ultimately stems from the fact that her weakness becomes her relying on Naruto. Yes, that is a problem, of course, and and that's not what you want from that character. It, you you're right. You can tell her becoming strong in her own right and her own respect, um, but having her rely on the male characters is what ruins the character yeah which is why i I also want to draw attention to a show that does the does it like handles this very well and is the opposite of this which is jujutsu kaisen yes because nobara that's my girl i love her yeah no there's a lot of really good female characters in jujutsu kaisen yeah um so yeah it, it doesn't have to be that way it's getting a lot better yeah um but yeah um even like Demon Slayer, there's some like there's strong women. Like the bad guys are women, and they're strong. Like yeah, I like how they handle it. I think I think as a whole, we're we're moving in a better direction than where we came, which is hey, at least in one respect. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we can't please them all. Um, and then kind of like to wrap up before we get into our our top ten, we're just gonna kind of go over uh, some of the types of shonen you can see out there. Yeah. Um, and the first one, which is probably the one most people are the most familiar with, is Battle Shonen. Yeah. Like, a lot of anime, a lot of Shonen anime, even if it fits in some of the other categories of this, fits into Battle Shonen. Yeah. yeah. Um, even, like, sports anime yeah. almost entirely fits within the frame of a Battle Shonen. Um, you have Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Bleach, One Piece. Anything where people are fighting, struggling, you know, competing against each other. Yeah. Battle Shonen. Most Shonen is Battle Shonen. But yeah. not all. Um, you can have Action Shonen, which is can be similar to ba- Battle Shonen. But, like, just in the sense that you can have, um, like, various, like, space travel shows. Yeah. Um, even time travel shows, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's various different, you know, just like any genre actions out there. Yeah. Adventure, I think, is a little bit more specific. So like yeah. with adventure, you start to get into some of the more fantasy shows, 
Um, you start to get into kind of shows like Hunter Hunter, mm. which is more of an adventure than you know it, it has action, has, yeah, but uh, is also a very solid Doctor adventure Stone show. Doctor is Stone, an adventure show. Um, you know, adventure is kind of a big bit of a bigger bag than than just quote unquote action. I would say because yeah. like I wouldn't necessarily consider something like Bleach to be an adventure show, mm. but like you would definitely think of like. Um, Hunter Hunter yeah. as an adventure. You would think of One Piece as an adventure show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of one of those one of those subgenre, like not even yeah. subgenre, quote unquote, but like one of the subsets of shonen anime that is fairly common. Yeah, um, comedy is also you will see often represented in there. It, yeah. it oftentimes will manifest as harem. Yeah, most of the most of the romance shonen that we get falls into this category. Um, you you get yeah. kind of like your your harem shows, which are the, there's not, not really, really a lot of like but... serious romance shows. For... No, most of the serious romance shows either fall into like a seinen or a sh- or shoujo kind yeah. of uh, frame, or jose too. But jose is not terribly common, although I do love it. Um, but you do get your your kind of um. What are some examples here? We got like uh. My teen romantic comedy Snafu, which I don't really like, but is it love fits is into war, this one. Love think. is war, yeah. Love is war is probably shonen, and I, I really enjoy it. Uh, does it really well? Um, oh, what's the one you were watching? Um, girlfriend, Tor- girlfriend. Yeah, I yeah. would definitely say that that definitely falls into that category. Even mm, Rent a Girlfriend's kind of that teetering on that line. I would put Rent a Girlfriend more in a more mature. Yeah. yeah, I would say Rent a Girlfriend is a seinen. We Let us know, best buds. Yeah, it's like maybe the like tail end of Shonen. It's it's probably straddles the line. Yeah. It, it, it toes the line. Um, but I think you're right. Girlfriend, Girlfriend is a perfect example yeah. of that. Um, you have sports. Sports anime. Almost, almost all sports anime is yes. Shonen. Notable exception is Salaryman's Club, yes, which we which love and we are watching so right good. now. And uh, if you like sports anime uh, and you want like a little bit more uh, adult story that accompanies it, it's a great watch. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the the music is done by Fox Capture Plan, and it's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most sports anime is shonen, uh, and that's just because sports le- lends itself so perfectly yeah. to the shonen archetype, and especially that stuff I was just talking about of like working hard and training and all yeah. that, like especially training. <laughs> yeah, especially training. Like, and you know, it, it, it's it, it can be anything. Anything can be a sports anime. Yeah. So like, is um like you get stuff like I don't necessarily know that Keijo is a show uh, is a shonen, but like you, you can you Argument. can you can fit a lot into the sports container you know yeah. like and then also you end up with stuff like um girls in ponzer which yeah. is kind of like a shoujo sports anime a little bit march comes in like a lion which march is kind of in, like a drama sports i would even maybe put march comes in like a lion in kind of like the seinen category but like i think it's targeted towards teenage boys you think though. so we uh, can yeah we, we should do more research on that for our next episode because we are going to be talking about march comes in like a lion on our next episode yes. which we're going to tease hint, a lot hint. and we're not going to tell you what it is because we're and i am so excited this has been one of the original planned episodes since day one of yeah this like podcast. i think this is the last of like the the original set of ideas we had for episodes i think the the there's one this more. one is the last what's the other one tsunami oh yeah tsunami. which i've been teasing forever which yeah. we will eventually do um <laughs> but yeah anyway back to sports uh, it just lends itself really well to the to the format that's why most sports anime are shonen um up next, we have thrillers. Uh, you have one here. <clears throat> I would say Death Note is more of a seinen, 
Um, yeah, I for me, I feel like Death Note is if I had the ability to watch it in high school, like that would have hit me like real like Maybe at the it right time. Have, though <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think Death Note is a sanin. Well, because um, like high school was when I like first got into like edgy films of like sorts like when i discovered like tarantino mm. and like you know uh, you know watched like seven and things like that but maybe I was, like, you shouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> maybe kind of like how i saw uh, akira when i was 11 but i definitely no, should i'm talking about like older like like 15 16 i think death note would have been like real hot topic good for me then that is actually though like it's interesting that you say that because like that's also the the beginning sort of almost the beginning age of where seinen kind of kicks off because yeah. seinen doesn't start at at 18 yeah um but um, but various said, death game shows yeah. like mirai nikki or future diary yeah those uh, kind of things definitely fit within the shonen uh trope yeah so with that said i think it's time that we get into our top 10 shonen absolutely um now i think what is there's a couple important things to note about this list one it's not in any particular order mm -hmm. and two uh when we say top shonen what do you mean by this justin what do i mean by this i mean what exemplifies a shonen i'm not saying that these are the best shows that are shonen. Yeah. Like, these are the shows that when you think about what is a shonen anime, what would come to mind? Yeah. If someone was like, I want to watch what is the best example of shonen, like yeah. a pure shonen, hit me with it. Absolutely. This is what we would give you. Up first, I want to hit up a couple of quick honorable mentions. Fire Force and Jujutsu Kaisen. They didn't make the top ten, but they were so good we couldn't help but mention them. Yeah, they are perf they are really good examples for shonen. And I think if they had been complete by the time we complete uh, like we put together this list, they probably would have bumped a couple of them on that are actually on the list off. But because they're still running, um, they don't have the kind of the the depth that uh, the rest of these shows tend to have. Um, with that being said. We'll go ahead and kick it off with our first uh, entry onto our list of top 10 shonen. Again, not in any particular order. Um, these are just the top 10, and that is Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho. And the um, thing I like about this show is that, like, if, like, we talk about a big three, right? We talk about mm -hmm. Naruto, we talk about Bleach, we talk about uh, One Piece. If it were a big four, Yu Yu Hakusho would be number four. I suppose, though Yu Yu Hakusho was actually more of the time of Dragon Ball Z, um, early 90s. Yeah. Um, it uh, is one of my favorite shonens of all time, and I think has one of the best tournament arcs of all time, which we might have something to say about in a future episode. <coughs> you okay with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm great. Um, but, so good. Um same writer is another one on this list, which we will talk about shortly. Um, but Yu Yu Hakusho is just, it's so good. It starts off as like this weird spirit detective story. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> and then the creator got very much pressured into turning it into more of a Dragon Ball Z, which was very popular at the time. Mm -hmm. And then created one of the best battle animes ever. It's kind of funny too. Cause like the original like set of it, it kind of feels like almost like Conan the detective, but like with spirits instead. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the OPs and the EDs are like top tier. Like yeah. 80 this synth is 
awesomeness. This is the original. Like when you're thinking of like 80s and 90s like anime songs, Yu Yu Hakusho is like oh, the case study. Beautiful you and know? great hair, great style. Oh, the hair, fun. Fun show. The like, Pompadour. If you want, like, a piece out of Shonen history, this is, like, a chef's kiss. Absolutely. Next up on the list, we have, of course, Naruto. We've been talking about it all episode, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. Naruto is one of your prototypical um, Shonen anime. Like, you can't talk about Shonen without talking about Naruto. Um, and, you know, th- th- I think it just has a little... B- <laughs> It, it's it's one of the best. We yeah. we talked about it at length. It before. has a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah. We're not going to say much more about it. Naruto's good. You should watch it. Um, what I will talk a little bit about is Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter's so good. It's phenomenal. Also, same person who gave us Yu Yu Hakusho. Also married to the person who created Sailor Moon. Look at that power couple. We love it. Um, but Hunter Hunter is the story he wanted to uh, write. It has currently been over a thousand days since the last chapter of Hunter Hunter, Bunnies. unfortunately, because the mangaka does have health issues. Um, but we all wish him a healthy recovery and hope to see more of his story. Yeah, Hunter Hunter, I think, probably has one of the best tournament arcs of any show. Yeah, it's you know? it's really fun. Um, it's just this great story about like this really like sprawling adventure that goes to a lot of really great places. The Chimera Ant arc is arguably one of the greatest arcs yeah. in all of Shonen. Also, period. Get, end of sentence. You get one of the best antagonists in and uh, in, in all of Shonen in yeah. Pito. Um, yeah, she is just so interesting and engaging and very multifaceted. Yeah. Um, Hunter Hunter is great. Like if you're if you're looking for like what's the second shonen show you should watch after Absolutely. you watch Naruto, it should be Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Or if you don't want to watch 700 episodes and are okay with about 96 <laughs> episodes, Hunter Hunter's your your boy. I I wouldn't put it first just because the ending doesn't feel satisfying cuz like I feel like there should be more. Well, because there is There more. is more. Yeah. Um the manga is ongoing and it gets wild they go yeah. to the dark continent it's just it's just a matter of like i want it i want the so rest of it you know what's wild is the chimera ants you know how like powerful they are yeah they're like a b-level threat mm. the, the, it goes up to like double s oh, level wow. threat in in the dark uh continent well i hope it comes to us again sometime soon before i yeah. die um up next we have one piece again we talked a lot about it it's you know, it's like one of the masterpieces of uh, Shonen. Um, so that's all there is to say about that. Uh, up next. Up next, we have Demon Slayer. Um, Demon Slayer, you know, we talked about a little bit in the beginning as one of the ways in which people who had never previously been into anime are getting into anime now. Um, along with like Attack on Titan and a couple others. When people write about the shows that define Shonen of this age, it's going to be one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Like if we're going to talk about like a big three of the modern era, it yeah. doesn't, it, there's no way it doesn't include Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Or Dragon Slayer, Demon Slayer. Probably in Jujutsu Kaisen, but absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen, maybe you could argue about, but Demon Slayer, you definitely can't. This yeah. is one of those shows that comes around once a generation. It had fabulous. the highest grossing film of 2021. 
2020. That was a 2020. Yeah. Either way, it won every Oscar. <laughs> did you guys know that? It, it didn't, won but it every did. Oscar. It did win the global box office of 2020, which oh. is bananas. Yeah, for for an animated film in general and an anime specifically is wild. Um, um so yeah, so it, it is really great. The most recent season was excellent. I can't. It, this is one of the shows that isn't finished on this list, um, but has after two seasons and one movie already earned a place on here. Absolutely. Um, next up, you know, like we said, we've been talking about it. <laughs> the big three are on this list. It's yeah. not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to you. Yeah. It's Dragon Ball, yeah. of course. Like Dragon Ball is on this list. The big three could not not be on the top. But 10 that's list the last one. So now we can we can get into the. Um, into the fun stuff. I mean, it's all fun. Yeah. <laughs> the fun new stuff. Yes. Haikyuu, in fact. We love Haikyuu. Haikyuu's great. All the birds in the intro. We had to have a sports anime on here, and I don't think there was anything more shonen than Haikyuu. Yeah, it kind of really doesn't get it, because like you, you have the protagonist, who is literally Naruto of volleyball. Um, <laughs> volleyball Naruto. <laughs> he's volleyball Naruto. Fight me if you think I'm wrong. Um... But like Haikyuu has it has the team of three. You have um, you know, the main the main character, you have the setter, and then you have the um the server. I can't remember his name, but he's really tall. Yeah. Um Haikyuu is just one of the perfect distillations of a shonen sports anime. Yeah. It just doesn't get any more more um representative of the of the the subset than that. Yeah. Um I would say arguably one of the best critically acclaimed shows mm-hmm. on here. Uh, is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is, like, it, for people who, okay, for people who per, who got into anime from the non, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? From a non-typical avenue. Mm-hmm. Like, people who didn't come to anime through, like, your Gundam Wing or, like, your Dragon Ball Z, they found their way to anime through Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, because it's well, good. maybe possibly the original Full Metal Alchemist, probably, probably not. But um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is just one of the most perfect shows that exists in general. Like yeah. it, 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 it took the original Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and it distilled it down to its most perfect core essences. It discarded all of the waste of the original show, and it just came with such a such a um. An intensity that was completely unmatched at the time, you know. And just a phenomenal story, top to bottom. Good score, story. Good score. Uh, it had an amazing. It had amazing animation. Like it is an S ranked anime. Yeah, like easily. if you if you've been watching anime for any significant period of time and you haven't yet watched Full Metal <laughs> Alchemist Brotherhood, you need to. There are arguments made that it is the best anime of all time. And I wouldn't make that argument, but I am very very passionate about yes. how good of a show it is. <laughs> um I would say another one of the modern day big three would be my hero academia absolutely and i i don't think it has cemented its place there as solidly as demon slayer has i think it did until demon slayer came out yeah and then because like my hero academia was like it definitely filled in the footsteps because it came in right after naruto left the scene Mm -hmm. 
So it was kind of like the perfect timing for it to come in, right? People are like, oh, this is going to be the torchbearer, right? This yeah. is going to be the big one. And it was good. It was a solid shown and it did all the things, you know, and it was a fun watch. And then Demon Slayer hit, Jujutsu yep. Kaisen hit, and like um, Chainsaw Man's coming and this kind of like new era of like edgier, grittier like shows are are kind of setting the tone now but yeah i think up well, until that point my hero academia was yeah. the thing to beat absolutely well now that we finally have gotten to it on the list what i want to talk about is how you know we have a trend now in anime that is different from how when the first quote-unquote big three came around um which is we don't have anime anymore that goes for 700 episodes we yeah. don't have anime that goes for years and years and years most of the anime that we have finishes up within you know five to seven seasons max so like what our current generation's quote-unquote big three is is gonna rapidly be replaced by whatever comes next because mm-hmm. we're thinking about you know if we're if we were to arbitrarily assign a big three right now of Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero Academia, and Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is almost done. Yeah. My Hero We're Academia is almost done. through the Demon Slayer story. Uh, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, I don't know how long that's going to go for, but two of the three are almost done. Yeah. So it's you like we're already looking at what's going to be the next big thing. You know what's wildly one of the longer running shonens out there right now? What's that? Uh, World Trigger. Yeah, World Trigger, which we didn't actually talk about this episode, which is funny because I just <laughs> finished watching the most recent um But like that's just kind of quietly of chugging along in the background. World Trigger is... Since we're going to talk about it, World Trigger <laughs> is good. Like, I, I just watched the most recent season finale. We finally wrapped up a tournament arc that's been going for, like, two straight seasons. Yep. Um, It's good. Like, I don't think it's ever going to be big three level good. But, like, World Trigger is good. Yeah. And I can't wait to finally move on to the whatever the next arc is. Um, But going back to uh, My Hero Academia, um, in the way that it has spawned... Um, you know, a lot of movies, video games, you can never go to a, a con without seeing, you know, yeah. numerous My Hero uh, cosplays. It's just, uh, it, it's hit it's the just, culture yeah, in a way that is very widely popular. And yeah. it's very palatable. Like, the, there's not a ton to, like, turn people off from My Hero yeah. other than, like, the obvious. Like, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of fan service. It exists, but it's toned down to a degree that most people will find palatable. Um, there is, you know, it has its certain shonen elements that if you don't like shonen in general, you're not going to like My Hero. That's just a fact. Um, but, like, if you like shonen, even if you only kind of like shonen, you'll probably if, like so, My Hero. Uh, My Hero is basically, like, superhero high school. And yeah. it's good. It's got a good villain. It's got a good overarching plot There's a to reason it. Teen Titans is popular. Yeah. You know? If you like Teen Titans, you will like this show. It's kind of like uh a DC Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's it is, you know what, now that you say it, it's kind of like Harry Potter meets um Teen Titans yeah. in a way. And there's also in Japan. Yeah. Um but My Hero is good. You should watch it. Yeah, it's a fun, easy watch. Um what is maybe not one that I would recommend for everyone, because um, 
it's etchy and there's a lot of it's fan service in etchy. it. Um, but it's still a really good show is Food Wars. And yeah. that's the last of our uh, top ten. Um, but what a one to go out on. Yeah, Food Wars is great. I mean, Food Wars, if you if you had told me a couple years ago that I would end up watching a the show. The first anime where, Justin and I watched together. It is the first that we watched together. If you had told me a couple years ago that I would be watching a show where people fight fascism with food during one of their arcs. I would, <laughs> I would not believe you. But like, Food Wars is, is is so interesting in breadth that it does have like an arc where you fight fascism with food. Yeah, by um, cooking bear. Yeah, by cooking bear at one point. Like the show is just really, really good. It's interesting. There is a ton of fan service. So like, if that turns you off, you're not gonna like this show. If that turns you on, if that turns you on, then you should subscribe to our Only Dance. <laughs> um <laughs> no but like the, the show is really good like it, it hits all of the main markers that you want to hit out of a shonen it's a good battle anime and what i will say is fifth season aside which sucks uh don't watch it high you'll eat everything in your house uh fifth season aside the like end the crescendo of the fourth season, it the like, climactic the moment, yeah. is one of the best finales of like a f- battle that I have ever seen because it is yeah. such a completion of the story. Yeah, I remember it's so good when I heard they were gonna do a season five. I was like, why? Like, I remember thinking, like, where are they gonna go? Everyone with this? assured me that that arc was was better. I I didn't talk to anyone about it, so I don't know. Like, <sighs> but like when when I heard like when I heard they were gonna do Food War season five, I was like, how? Like, what? It ended so perfect. Like, what are you gonna yeah. do with it? They honestly one for. of the best endings of all time. Yeah, but um, Food almost Wars as is good great. as this ending. Oh, this that was so good. But it wasn't, though, because we have to tell them about the socials, Dan. Well, that's how we're going to end it, best boy Justin. Listen. Listen. What do you think about our top ten? Are we hacks and frauds? Probably yes. <laughs> Let us know on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at bestboys underscore pod. You can send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. Um, listen, best buds, if you enjoy the show, if we, if you learned something today... Um, you know, if you even just got some passing entertainment, if you made it this far into the episode, leave us a review on iTunes, mm-hmm. give us five stars. It helps us out a lot. It takes you what, five minutes. Um, and it really, it really helps to kind of grow our, our, our little show here. Um, it also tell- makes best boy Justin cry for like 15 minutes less per night. Yes. 15 minutes less, which m- might help me get a full hours of sleep, uh, in the night. But uh, yeah, l- rate us on iTunes. Tell us, tell your friends about us. Like you know, help us, help us grow a little bit. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, we hope you keep listening. Um, with that being said, best boy Dan, are you ready? Yeah. Bye. Bye.